Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we'll talk about the Monday show with Shane Dawson and the Thursday show, Allison's Pajamas Disaster Vacation Daniel and Snacks from Japan. But first, I would like to introduce fellow Best Friends ultra fan, Rafael Castaneda. Welcome. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and, and also, damn it. <laughs> and I don't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> what was my what was wait what was my name? Extraordinary, extraordinary fan Becky. Extra and extraordinary fan. Don't call her the crafty crip. Damn it. <laughs> or what was it gonna be? There are so many things. All right, welcome Becky McClure. Hi. Crafty, you crafty girl. <laughs> <laughs> My husband was, you can't say that. I'm like, no, she started with the crypt. I'm pain. <laughs> That's what all my friends, are. they always, they always get a lot of flack for that. And one time, one of my best friends is my co-leader for Girl Scouts. And she, we were joking, we were doing an event with the Girl Scout leaders, not with kids, with other leaders. And it was a thing where you had to walk across the room and line up. And I said, hang on, I have to, I'm playing my handicap card. And everybody got this like shocked look on their face. Like she can't say that. I'm like, yes, I can. Girl, actually I can. And I'm going to trip you with my canes. Fuck off. <laughs> and then, and then my friend is like, um, yeah, let, let the crip get over here. And then everybody almost passed it out. They just, <laughs> they almost lost it. And she's like, no, she says that it's okay. <laughs> You know, it's also like, you know, when you talk to Leanne and listening back, Rafi, to your guys' episode where you're like, oh, I almost was going to call you n you're not normal or because you're whatever. And she talks about seeing things and the way she talks. And I just love when people are at one with it. It's like, yeah, this is a thing. And <laughs> we can make fun of it, but also, but not in a mean and nasty way. It's like, right. we're all just family and we love each other and we all have I don't even, wouldn't even call it shortcomings, but we all have certain things where we can just be like, okay. <laughs> we all have our challenges, but you know, this actually gets challenges. Back to one, I like that. One yes. of the points, you know, everybody gets so um, offended by things and, and there's very few occasions I get offended by anything um, except for being called fat. I don't like being called fat, even though I have been my whole life, but I know this is I part the of this same conversation. Thing where I'm like, you can call me anything you want. You call me fat. Also, I'm like, fuck, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I can call myself that, like, if you do, no. Yeah, nope. it means you noticed it. I'm hoping I'm hiding it well. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I have 300 layers on in summer, no one's going to notice that I'm fucking heifer. <laughs> oh, I think that's well, childhood trauma. And that's why, you know, the yeah. people that are getting upset with Alice and saying, and I know you covered this on the last uh, fan cast, but with her, you know, saying, um, I hope everybody knows I'm pregnant and I'm not just fat. And people got offended by that. I'm like, I'm not offended by it. I know exactly where she's coming from. And, um, and I even and I have a similar story. 
it's good to talk about it now too because this pertains to the Shane Dawson episode, which I feel like they might have banked because they were all about talking about you know being fat and yes. you know and uh, body image and everything else. So you said you have a story. It's it's in the same vein, but. It's not exactly the same, which is when I, for the first like five years of my paralysis, I had to use those electronic carts at the grocery store. And um, I I would often get the cart and leave my, I had to use a walker at that time. I would leave my walker at the customer service desk. So you can't see that I have a physical disability. You just see this 280 pound woman riding around in a cart. And so my fear was everybody was always going to say, oh, look how lazy she is because she's so fat. When in reality, it was, I could not traverse the grocery store. It was all I could do to get in there. And then to have to shop and pull groceries down was impossible. But that was my fear is that everybody was going to think that, wow, she's incredibly lazy. Look at her riding around in the scooter. So that's um, that's exactly the same thing because Allison in her mind is still the fat girl and you can't, I don't know. Growing up for me being the fat girl, you know, I, I don't know how you get away from that. And your your mind always tells you, like, even when I was skinny, I could see the scale. I realized I was under, like, the average that I should be for my height. And I was still, like, I'm still, I still saw the fat chubby girl. So right. it's not about judging other people. Like you said, you're thinking that someone's going to judge you or be, you know, say something to you about, oh, you know, whatever. They're going to judge you. And that's what Allison's thing. She's not saying, oh, you're gross because you're fat or because, you know, whatever. It's I want to say I'm pregnant before anyone thinks that I'm fat <laughs> because <laughs> she has that mentality. And anyone that doesn't understand that, it's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around. But I also understand that everyone is different. And looking through the Best Friends fan cast page, it makes me realize, you know, I don't want to say things to offend people, but. When I say things that are self-deprecating, it's all about myself. And maybe that's narcissistic, but I'm projecting it's all my inner craziness that I'm putting out there. And I know that's how Allison is thinking. And I think that's why I relate to her so much. Absolutely. I know it's why I do. We have so much in common and, and it has created very similar issues along the way, those kinds of concerns we have or whether we care too much about what other people are thinking. And I know that there's a lot of personality types out there that couldn't give a fuck, but I, for some reason have always, (laughs) I've always been concerned what someone else is thinking. And so it makes me behave in line or in a different way or whatever. I'm, I'm just never been one of those persons that's so free and willing to let everybody think I'm psycho or whatever. I, I'm just not like that. I, I want, I want you to love me. You really love me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I think this is perfect that you and I are on together. And Raphael, I'm sure that you can relate in some way, although you're, I don't think you've ever struggled with your weight, but I'm sure you struggle with other insecurities. But with Shane Dawson, it was a hundred percent like he wears his insecurities on his sleeve. Yeah. But then also if for someone that's so worried about how people think of him, he is just, Where's his brain on the outside also? has <laughs> <laughs> no filter. Where it's just like, oh my gosh. You know, I know a lot of people were kind of, I don't know, not offended or maybe they didn't really like. It was a polarizing episode maybe, but to me, I like that she has different, it varies from week to week who she has on. And, and yeah, maybe some of the things he says are shock value, but I honestly 
feel like he just bears what he is thinking. And yeah, disgusting. Yes, horrendous and vile. But then it's like, it's his true self. And how many of us are bearing our true selves, whether we get judged or not? That kind of says a lot, I think, about him. And just like with Allison, it makes him relatable for those of us that have had similar thoughts or wondered yep. about some things. And yes, you're right. It is it is gross. But I also know that stuff happens and goes on. Um, and it, again, like I said before, things don't phase me that much. They don't I don't get offended by it. So it didn't offend me. But I the the sympathetic or empathetic side of me goes to, wow, I bet that's going to offend a lot of people, even though it doesn't offend me. <laughs> so, right. Yes. But to me, it makes him totally relatable. It's like, oh, I thought that before, too. Or I've had I've seen that struggle, you know, the struggle he's going through with trying to figure out where he is with his how he identifies um, sexually is is interesting to listen to. And um, because we listened, we knew him from Allison back when he was married, married, long term girlfriend. I Uh, don't even remember. uh, She was his girlfriend for a while. Okay. Okay. But, so we knew we knew him then, and now we're seeing him as he's transitioning through these different ideals, or trying to figure out what his what his um, ideal preference is. And and it's not something I'm personally going through, but I may know other people who are. So it's I, I don't care that he talks about everything on puts his heart out on his sleeve like that. It, it helps me to understand him better, and that there may be other people like that. So, and you know, listening to him and seeing the comments, I think. I don't really think there's been anything negative comment wise. It's just people telling their opinion, which is great. But I, it makes me kind of not rethink, but makes me think, okay, there's a lot of times I say things that where I just take the filter off and I'm just like, ah, I just throw up some words where he kind of does the same thing. And I think, well, I hope I'm not offending anybody just, you know, because I, sometimes when you're doing something like this, you feel like people know you, but maybe they really don't and they can take (laughs) offense to certain things. But I thought it was funny that, I mean, not really funny. I thought it was the the start of his, the show with him was kind of uncomfortable, but I kind of, I kind of liked it in a way that I like uncomfortable things, I guess. He was nervous around Allison being pregnant. Number one, the fat thing, being overweight and being in a, a fat, a, a bigger body. I wouldn't even say fat because she's not fat. She's just pregnant. But in their minds, they are fat people. And when you're pregnant, you're begin you're getting bigger. That equals fat in your mind. So now he's nervous around her. He didn't want to look at it. But then he was also nervous because do I mention it? Because maybe you had a miscarriage and he just, it just like rolled right into like miscarriage. I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, how do you start a show with you're still pregnant, right? You didn't have a miscarriage, basically, is what he's saying. It's like, oh. <laughs> I like your, uh, I like the way you put it, Lisa, that he is being his authentic self. And I think Allison likes that. I think, like, for a guest like Shane and uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, who have been on so many times, there's not as many, like, interview-type questions, even though with Shane yeah. we still get a few of those. It's more of a conversation, and... I think another person who she's like that with is Esther Povitsky, a little Esther, who also is kind of polarizing as a guest. I don't know why, but I like Shane with Allison, and she was great on his show. Um, He does say some crazy shit, but I feel like, even though I think he's older than I am even, but he reminds me of a lot of teenagers, like 
yes. nowadays. Yeah. So I, I think people who are expecting him to be like an adult uh, might find him off-putting, but I think of him as like younger than me. I think of him as like as, as a kid. So I guess maybe that's why it's not so shocking, or maybe because I'm also a fucked up weirdo. <laughs> I see. I think I feel the same way because I'm like, oh, I can't believe he just said he was talking about chunky cum or something, and I'm just, oh my god, he's saying that. But I don't not turning it off and saying I'm boycotting this episode and Shane Dawson and everything he has to stand for. Like, I like that he was doing that and she played along with it where it's a totally opposite end of the spectrum from maybe someone else that she's had on but i like that he's just being himself and that he says those things i personally maybe don't want to be around someone that's always saying those things in real life but once in a while i'm around people that are like that and it's just and maybe i'm that person (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i really liked the show only because like you were saying, Ref, you know, bearing his true self, like he was just honestly him. And yeah, it was uncomfortable, but it was funny too at the same time. And not always feeling like it was shock value. It really just seemed like he was just saying things before he thought. And sometimes, I mean, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of, kind of like that. Although when he started talking about his childhood and, and things like that, I really just wanted to go back in time and just like hug not sexually hug that young person that he was and like steer him away from that. So he doesn't have, because I feel like some people that talk and act like this, I don't know if they can ever be quote unquote normal. (laughs) Does that make sense? Can you see him just being like, I'm going to have a family and be married and go to church and stuff. Like he's doesn't seem like one of those people that will ever be, I I don't know, fixed. I don't even know what the word (laughs) is. Boring. (laughs) <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah boring I, I like i would love to get drinks with him and hang out but i feel like i'm oh man this is bad i feel like i'm sad and frumpy enough that he'd be like hey <laughs> let's hang out <laughs> you look like you have nothing going on let's uh let's do some stuff I, can i say really quick <laughs> yes. um Please save me. I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke that that's what drew me to you, but no. Um, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, no. My sad patheticness. I think for whatever reason, Allison is really comfortable with him, and you can, you can yeah. hear it because she laughs at like really hard at his jokes and like the weird things he says, and I don't know. You can just feel like there's like a familiarity with between them. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, she's not put off by it. She's cool. Bring it on. And I'm totally close to you because of it. And he's close enough to her to feel like he's okay to just say whatever, you know, that's on his mind, literally. (laughs) So he kept telling her, like, how good she looked in the beginning, that she looks younger. And, you know, it's probably because she's filled out a little bit. And she hasn't been drinking diet soda, which I really want her to stop. Like, the whole thing, artificial sweetener, the whole thing just needs to be done. Just done. If she can learn anything from the dietitian, just eat whole foods and and be... You can be crazy, but you don't have to be spraying fake butter on things. Just just eat real food. 
I've bought the bacon fake butter, but I've never used it on anything. Oh my <laughs> so God. I think it kind of freaks me out. And also because I don't eat yes. a lot of, I haven't until this last year eaten a lot of carbs anymore. But then this last year I did and now my weight's coming back. But when I'd gotten down to my lowest weight when I was dieting, my skin, I, I looked older. I absolutely looked See, older. And okay. As, as I started gaining weight yes. again, I, I started looking younger again. So like 20, okay, no, that's high. I'd say 8% of the reason why I don't want to lose weight is because I know I look younger when I have fat in <laughs> Because I still get carded. And I know it's because of that. Because I, and maybe because I dress like I'm 18. <laughs> but I think that if I, because you see all those people that lose a lot of weight, they look like they're ancient all of yes. a sudden. Your skin but, and your face sags. And I've even gone yes. to a medical esthetician and, and she said that in order to fix the hollowness that was happening from the weight loss, that I'd have to have fillers put in in some places to kind of bring yeah. the skin back up. And your skin gets crepey, like my neck gets really yes. crepey and it's horrible. But as soon as I gain weight, it's all gone. So why don't we just stay there? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where I'm at, where it's like, okay. I mean, the other part is it's just kind of my armor to protect me from being hurt for some reason, which really makes me more hurt. That's my own craziness. But part of it is like, I want to stay looking younger than I am. I'm <laughs> just like crazy. <laughs> you know, I have another friend that's overweight and he's like, I don't know what, how do we do it? I'm like, I don't want to say it. it's because we're both fat, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. But I, I think that she looks, she does look great. And, I know being pregnant just it messes with your mind when you already have that issue. And I know that and he was also empathetic to that. Like, oh, OK, I know you're pregnant and you're getting bigger and I don't even want to feel what you're feeling right now because I know that it's taking over what's going on in your head of like, yeah, I'm happy I'm pregnant, but it's messing with my mind. It's it, it's crazy. And, and, and the people that don't understand where she's coming from when she wants to have the disclaimer that, hey, I'm pregnant, it's all that craziness up in her mind that right. has been drilled into her head that she's the the nerdy fat girl that and she's always going to feel that way always and you can't get that out of your head it's just that's who you are so yeah yeah when you look at your pictures of yourself you're like oh that's me or and then there was a time now if you go back in my facebook far enough you'll see me at 280 pounds so now there's a time where I look at those pictures and I go, whoa, I don't, I don't remember that because I've been at this weight now for a couple of years. But, but I still have the mentality for not wanting to be pointed out or singled out for my weight and things like that. That never goes away because, I mean, if you grow up with it in school, that's the first thing everybody yeah. picks on. And so, um, and if you grow up in different schools, like I did, I was in a different school district every two years, then it's harder to make friends and you've got everybody picking on you for your weight. So... Yeah, it doesn't go away. That's like it's imprinted in your brain yep. and it's just not going to change if you grew up with it. The people that like gain weight later in life from pregnancy or whatever, I don't I don't think they have that same imprint. And then that's when you hear a lot of the people saying, I don't understand why this is so hard for you. It just takes right. diet and exercise and, yep. and all you have to do is have some self-control. And it's like, dude, if it was that easy, I would have done it when I was eight, but it's not that right. easy. Yeah. And I, the worst, the worst is when you talk about it with someone that's never had an issue, their only yeah. issue is maybe gaining muscle. Like they're just skinny. <laughs> and it's usually dudes where they're just like, Oh, well, you just have to go to the gym a lot. And you know, whatever they do to, get muscles <laughs> but 
you know, and trying to talk to them, they have no idea. They have no clue what's going on it, because it is mental. It's not really a physical thing. It is a mental thing. To try and talk to someone like that, they have no idea. I My sister-in-law is, like, beautiful, just looks like a model, and she just, she's never, ever had to lose weight ever in her life. She can just eat whatever, but then now she works out and whatever, and of course she's going to look amazing because she started from zero, where I'm starting from, like, negative 3,000. <laughs> it's totally different, you know, it's just... And it's hard to explain to someone that's never had to deal with that before. The weird thing, though, is the people that have dealt with it that are offended by her because they're like, well, you're fat shaming us, fat, you know, overweight people. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's just. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I literally was... wrote too much jerking off lumpy balls, but I think I might <laughs> That that's a thing. Like that, I just put a question mark because I thought I've never heard of that. I've heard of blue balls and all the other stuff that guys make up, but too much jerking off. Like he must really like work himself over to get like a <laughs> traffic jam up in there. But the other thing that was every single thing he said was kind of gross. But his his eighteen year old quote unquote friend perioded on him. Yeah, that and was crazy. I would be mortified mortified if that happened to me like i would never show my face again and he was like hey eh, whatever it didn't gross me out she's 18 i guarantee you she's scarred for life for it <laughs> poor thing totally. yeah you're totally right you're totally right so bad so bad okay so the other thing they they talked about that it blew my fucking mind and when he they talked about it a little bit I think I would have just taken over the whole show talking about it. Is this Mandela effect? Have you even heard yes. of it before? Somebody told me about the Bernstein Bears one once, but I, they didn't talk about the the whole Mandela effect. So that was, I actually went and Googled it yesterday and found a BuzzFeed, you know, top 20 Mandela memes, Mandela effect memes. And I've been sending it to my friends. I'm like, check this out. And, and I did, I ran through the test with my friend Shannon. I'm like, so tell me when you think of the Monopoly guy. And she nailed, she got yes. every one of them. I did the same thing with my husband yesterday. I'm like, so the Monopoly guy. And he's like, said it. And then I said, Chick-fil-A. He said everything exactly. And the Berenstein Bears. Because I'm like, you know, those bears in the tree. And then I even did it with my son. I'm like, so the bears, we used to watch the show. And you know, what's really funny is I remember the change from Berenstein to Berenstein. You do? Yes. I remember the change because the kids were watching it. We It was a thing. We were reading the books. And then all of a sudden it was Berenstein. I'm like, how did I not know it was Berenstain this whole time? I, one day it was Berenstain, and the next day I was like, okay, so it's Berenstain. I just haven't been reading it wrong this whole time, apparently. That's why but, I feel like I was reading it wrong. I'm sure it was Berenstain. <laughs> that's why I thought, okay, I guess this whole time I just was thinking. And even when I was a nanny, I remember reading the books, and it was the Berenstain Bears. I grew up reading it. And then, it, so it's like three times of like going through this whole thing. And then I remember it being Berenstain, and I thought, okay, well, I guess I just was pronouncing it wrong this whole time. But the more he said things, and I had forgotten about the I Love Lucy one, so I want to go back to that one. But there was some guy that has been tweeting Allison saying that it was some internet hoax and all this stuff. And I thought, well, that's a pretty big hoax to pull on the whole internet. <laughs> because if you look it up, it's not, it doesn't exist anywhere. Berenstein does not yeah, exist. Chick-fil-A, right. the way it used to be, doesn't exist. And I said, well, if it's a, an internet hoax, okay, that's one thing. But if everyone went back and grabbed their Monopoly games that they've had 
because we have some an old one. I think I have a friend that might have one that's really old. We could find out if it's changed on there. But then even my husband and his, well, we're just probably thinking of Mr. Peanut and another character, and we're putting it onto that one. Now, I think I know Uh where it comes from, and I want to look it up. There was back when, I believe when McDonald's first started their Monopoly giveaways, I think they had an animated commercial with, with, or a commercial with an animated Monopoly guy, and I remember the the monocle popping out, like like he had an expression and it popped out of his out of his eye or whatever, out of the eye space on his face. Um, so I, so when I was talking to Scott about it, we're like, well, maybe we can find those old commercials on YouTube, possibly, but they're so old. I don't know if you will. Because it would be back in like 88, I think, is when that started. Rafi, what did you think about this whole thing? Did you think it was an internet hoax or were you kind of like puzzled by it all? So I've seen the Berenstein Bears thing on Twitter and I had no idea what people were talking about. But... <laughs> When he asked her about the Monopoly guy, I knew exactly what he was going to say. And I don't ever remember him having a monocle. That's really? where people confuse him with Mr. Peanut. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm going to go look right now. <laughs> <laughs> we did that too. And my husband was like, can't find one with a monocle, can't find one. And then all of a sudden there was one. But of course anyone can make a picture and put it on there. Yeah, right. that's the thing. And then also with the Chick-fil-A, I remembered it C-H-I-K. Me too. So did I. <laughs> see, and I remember, and see, here's the thing. If it was CK, I would never have given it another thought. But when it was a right. K, I thought, why would you do that? Why would you yeah. misspell it? It, it was makes you a look like you, you can't head. spell. <laughs> right. That, it would have just gone away if I didn't, if it wasn't misspelled. So now it's different, right? And he says that if you look it up or if you talk to them, they're, no, it's never been that. So, Becky, I looked up the BuzzFeed thing you were talking about, and so when they mentioned the uh, I Love Lucy, I was going to say I'd have to ask Lisa or Brittany because I've never seen it really. <laughs> oh, Rafi, that needs to be your podcast. Hey, we could do that. I would. That's the best show ever. <laughs> well, the thing that I remember, well, it's not, this is, to me is not the Mandela effect, but people always thought that it's Luke, I am your father, but everyone, everyone who says that is incorrect. Is it I am your father, Luke? No, are the three like, words um, together? <laughs> no, he says he says um, he says blah blah blah, and then he's and then Luke <laughs> says you killed my father, and he says no, I am your father. So oh. he never says Luke, I am your father. Okay, but, okay. but the I love Lucy thing is is like something that is ingrained in our memory where it happened. Yes, <laughs> you got slammed. Whatever it is, those are things that we all have said in our lives just as a joke because they said it on the show. And it's not like we were alive when that show aired, so it wouldn't be some thing that we like took from it. You know what I mean? That was something in life. It was just we all collectively had this remember you know, remembering something that wasn't true. Okay, I wanna watch I wanna read anything on the Mandela effect now. I wanna know what else am I remembering wrong? Are we all just under some weird spell or is it really time travel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really like, it's crazy. It is creepy. I I love the idea that it's, that it's a butterfly effect. I, I just love that, that theory, even though I'm not big in conspiracy theories, but there is something strange happening here. (laughs) It is. How can you even explain it? Okay. So well, you, we'll go back and watch some I Love Lucy's. And if he never says that you have some splaining to do, then 
I don't know. I, I, I was about to say I will shoot myself, but I'm not going to do that because that's drastic. That's how much I believe that he said that. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think we're, we all just have bad memory. And if you want an example of this, go back to Serial Season 1. And I think it's Episode <laughs> 1. And just listen to that because we think we know things, but we don't. Our brain right, it kind is of, just... Yeah, we implant it as the thing, right? The, the wrong memory becomes the memory. Exactly. Right. And that is true. I don't know if you've seen those documentaries or those things where the cops show people that have witnessed crimes and then you they have a videotape of every single one. They have a videotape of the crime and then a videotape of all the people explaining it and it's totally different from what anybody saw. But I just find it weird that it's collectively we all think one thing and then it's not. Because it's like, like the incorrect thing is perpetuated and then we just erase the original memory and have this <laughs> wrong one in our head our brain is yeah. like it's like kind of like a hard drive or something or things just come on and then they get deleted and rewritten over and then we can't remember what's real and what's not so becky and i both thought chick-fil-a did not have a c that it was with a k but her and i both had that thought it wasn't and it was a lot of other people my husband also had that same thing no one's ever added a k to mcdonald's it's just to check, like, why is it just this one thing that, oh, this was misspelled before and now it's not? Well, no one has any recollection of it. When I when I went over this one with my friend at work, she says that she thinks people are mixing up one of their advertising campaign slogans with mm. the because they the um, eat more chicken campaign came had something with a chick spelled c-h-i oh they spelled chicken c-h-i-k-u-n that's good so she that thinks might it's coming it. from that yeah but that makes sense that's interesting i'll have to i'm gonna i'll look up the um the ad and see if it still exists somewhere but i, yeah, I never saw because like we only got chick-fil-a out here a year ago so <laughs> oh and the toys r us like the r's backwards so what if one day it wasn't wait and is then it everyone's still? like I don't know. <laughs> the Toys R Us around here closed down, which was very shocking. I'm like, it's just, I don't know. The whole thing blew my mind. I love conspiracy theories, but then there are people that take it too far where it's ridiculous. But I also feel like I don't want to be force fed things and just think, oh, I'm just going to believe everything I'm told. When some things seem fishy, I think there's something might be there. You know, I, I don't know. I think I take it with a grain of salt, this conspiracy theories. I have some theories on the whole election, but I'm, I'm not going to share that because there's no proof of it. And there's also no one's, oh, yeah, let's have a peaceful conversation about that. <laughs> so I think that the Mandela effect is actually proof that we are all living a computer simulation. <laughs> oh. so we're all in the matrix. We're all in the matrix and somebody went and reprogrammed a couple things. <laughs> exactly. It's probably true. It could be some there's some uh bug minor patches that were applied to the program. <laughs> some bug fixes and and now we're seeing glitches. I, I can see that. Raphael, are you from the future? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I did have deja vu today. And I was like, I swear to God, I've had this conversation. I had it the other day. I had it, like, I think it was yesterday in a meeting, a business meeting. I'm like, wait a minute. I've done this before. <laughs> had a meeting? So maybe. <laughs> no, no. That, the, the conversation that was happening in that meeting. 
You're all that's really very weird. familiar. Are e- either of you fans of Sylvia Brown? Probably not. Uh, I was a lo- okay. for a long time. But, so her um, explanation of deja vu is that before you are born, you pl- your whole life is planned. So in your mind, you know everything that's going to happen subconsciously. It's it's there. It's already mapped out. So when you kind of have that memory of it, it's that means you're on the right track. That means that your life is going the way it was supposed to. That's oh, all. man, I wish I could remember what the meeting was. Maybe <laughs> maybe it would tell me, <laughs> give me the like answer on if I should accept just, this position. <laughs> it could be monotonous, like, little things, but it's, like, just this, it's almost two movies playing at the same time, or two, the movie two times playing at the same time, and then, like, all of a sudden you see it on the other side, and then it's back again. It just yeah. means you're on the right track. You know, I love Sylvia Brown, so <laughs> maybe that's just me loving it because she's saying it but i didn't believe everything she said there were some things where i was like okay i i realized i have to have some common sense but i just there's so much out there that we don't know and i do believe that time travel could be possible i just don't know if it is now but if it is in the future then they are here so the whole thing is possible it's just i think it's silly to say that it's not 100 percent right but i don't know i think that this whole thing just i love love things Okay, so Rafi, you showed me Black Mirror to to watch that show. Those kind of shows, that kind of stuff where it opens your mind, that a part of your mind that's never been opened, where you're like, holy shit, that is awesome. And this is that kind of thing where I love it when things are just opened up. Oh, man, I never thought of that before. It's just, I love that kind of stuff. The the ones that I don't like are... I'm not big into the 9-11 conspiracy theory. <laughs> so that's that's where, I, for me, where I draw the line. But this one is doesn't cause any harm for anyone. It's kind of a fun conspiracy to consider. And maybe it's possible. I believe in aliens, so maybe it is possible. <laughs> so right. somebody said that, that, and I don't know if it was Shane, but that we're not seeing alien uh, UFOs. Yeah. We're actually seeing time travel. <laughs> and I think that was... That's an interesting theory because something there is something going on with the whole alien potential concept. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you think about how big the universe is, which we really don't even know, I think it's really silly to think that we're the only ones out there. It's very one-sided, like, oh, we're the only ones around. You know, this is the only people that could ever exist in this. You know, we have to lobby for Neil deGrasse Tyson to be on the show so that we can can tweet him some of these questions. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so great. Oh, or George Norrie. He does coast to coast. He entertains every anybody that wants to come on and have any kind of thought, <laughs> which it's kind of like, you know, numerology or time travel or whatever. And he he interviews these people and it's always interesting and always fun. But have you either of you seen the time travel things, which obviously now with Photoshop and the Internet, it's just it's hard to believe what you're really seeing anymore. And you can do anything. The seeing cell phones in old pictures have you, either of you seen no, that? No, no. <laughs> there's like some, I don't know if it's a video or if it's a picture, and there's like a lady that looks like she's talking on a cell phone, and there's a Charlie Chaplin one, I believe. And there's more than one where you can go on and see. It looks like they're talking on a cell phone. Who knows? You know, I mean, well, you could Photoshop that in. It's not like it looks like, oh, it's just an iPhone placed in black and white time. It just looks like someone is talking on a phone and walking. It's oh my gosh. I, I Googled it. I'm looking at pictures right <laughs> <Did you>? now. <laughs> yes. 
there's a rabbit hole that you're going to go down all night oh, because no. it's, I fucking love that kind of stuff. There's no way I could just be like, nope, there's one answer, even though I don't know 100% and there's no proof, but there's that doesn't exist. I just love seeing things that are a possibility. And if this Mandela effect is the only thing that is the side effect, I guess, of time travel, whatever. I did Google the um, cell phones and old pictures, which comes up as a search string. <laughs> Interesting. Gosh, I, my nose, I'm like, oh, what do I talk about? Obsessed with eating pussy, uh, molesting kids. <laughs> yeah, that was a revelation. Yeah. So okay. So I'm sure you want to I, announce that? I don't think there's a statute of limitations on that. I know. So okay. So he identifies with being bisexual, which I think that was different from before. He wants. Uh, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about. He wants to fuck people who are fucked up. I think that's just so sad. But it's also like nice that there's someone out there for the fuck. Oh my gosh. Well, you always wonder. There is, you, Scott and I are always like, there is someone for everyone out there. And there you go. This is how it happens. And, you know, he said, I have a hard time, and I already said it, but eating pussy is the, his favorite thing in the whole world. Whether I like his honesty or not, I love his honesty, but what he's saying is just like, oh. But it also makes me so scared for my kids. You know, you think about how he talked about having, like, he molested kids when he was a kid. And I shared this on the mental illness happy hour is I, there was a kid in my neighborhood that did that to me and we were the same age. So it was kind of the same thing. We were both five years old to me as an adult. Like, of course he sexualized me as a, at a young age where I became obsessed with sex. And Mm -hmm. as an adult, I look back, what was he going through that he was even remotely thinking of any of these things at five, you know, it's just very sad. And I think about, try and protect your kids and you there's so many damaged people out there and he was damaging other people the funny thing i thought was that he went back and apologized and some of the people were like oh hey my sister's a fan or my cousin's a fan or whoever can you sign something for me it's like, oh my god if this guy ever looked me up which i doubt he ever would i would be like yeah i'm never talking to you i'm good <laughs> i'm cool <laughs> thanks a lot for uh turning me on to something no, that didn't sound right. I'll probably cut that part out. But it is such a hard topic. It is weird that he's like, yeah, I, I molested kids where you say that. It's, oh, my God. Just where were your parents and where what's going on? <laughs> you know, you're a mom. Can you imagine? Well, that's what I was just thinking, because he's what is he about 10 years younger than what, what, how old is he? 28? I think so. Because I know I grew up at a time when my parents weren't al- around. We were latchkey kids in most of the situations that we lived in until I was in about the fourth grade. So, you know, a third grader coming home from school and not having a parent there can get into all kinds of trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but he, being 10 years younger, probably didn't grow up with that same it's okay to leave your kid home alone concept because nobody does it anymore this is why kids i mean kids are so attached to their parents nobody leaves them they don't like leaving them with sitters there's it's a totally different environment and i i'm pretty sure he his formative years were during a time when we weren't really doing that kind of stuff as much more yeah and, and i know that he was saying that he probably was molested and they were going through the different signs of the things you might not like because you were molested and we're like one sleepover away from traumatizing our kids you know what i mean yeah okay so halo top ice cream either of you heard of it or tried it my husband bought um the a lemon flavor and the birthday cake flavor i actually never tried it but he he liked it enough to continue buying it i, I love that allison okay first of all 
every episode of Alison Rosen I can relate to Seinfeld, of course. So she doesn't trust the calorie count, just like the Seinfeld <laughs> frozen yogurt episode, which is like what has one of my <laughs> most favorite scenes in it ever. But I think we need Mayor Giuliani on the case of the Halo top ice cream, but I've never, I've never even seen it in the store. So it's hard really. to find and it's really expensive. So you have to go to their oh. website and see who's carrying it around you to find it. And then it's, you know, a pint of ice cream. If you get it on sale, like me, you can usually get between three and $4 and these are $6. Oh my gosh. So oh they're, they're quite expensive. <laughs> wow. Rafi, have you tried it? I've been looking for it for a while really? and um, I never even thought to go to their website. So I'm going to try that. But I buy like, I I don't know how or why, but I started going to these tiny little ice cream shops in Denver that make their uh, homemade ice cream. And some of them are sold in like Sprouts and Whole Foods now. So I kind of just buy those now. Um, so if they're $6 a piece, it's like, just a little more expensive than what I would get now. But the reason that I think people are eating this Halo Top is because it has a lot of protein. Oh. It's also really, it's also low calorie. It's really low calorie. So, so it's meeting a couple of dietary needs. I would actually eat it if I was watching what I shovel into my mouth these days. But um, <laughs> <laughs> because of the low cal and the high protein, because when I was actively losing weight, I my goal was to get 90 to 120 grams of protein a day. And that's harder than you think. <laughs> so wow. it's worth a try. I didn't realize it was high um, in protein. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like 22 grams a serving. My oh, friend told sorry. me that... Um, I don't know. He likes going to the gym and he was telling me something about uh, that he, that you should try to eat one gram of protein for every pound that you weigh if you're like trying to gain muscle, I think. And I was just like, is that hard? And then he was like, well, like, tell me what you ate today. And I was like telling him, he's like, oh, that'd be like this. <laughs> Leftover many. pizza from five days ago. <laughs> uh, first of all, it was a day and a half. <laughs> I feel like the protein amount might dwindle after two days. <laughs> as as the uh, bacteria skyrocket, the protein goes down. I love that. Was it Jen that sent you that picture of no, the that was protein? Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Okay, so Rachel sent you this scale of the the bacteria count that was astronomical, and that picture of the bacteria, that little bug. I'm like, you need to make that your profile. Oh. Picture. <laughs> He has an iron constitution. You're fine. I, I was trying to think of like a funny uh, intro name, but I couldn't think of any. So that's why I just said, hi, everybody. <laughs> My bacteria is fine. We're, we're like hopping all around here, but I was going to say, fuck Mayor Giuliani. He can eat a <laughs> big fat motherfucking dick. Uh, that episode of Seinfeld is great. Jerry Seinfeld, oh. funny fuck. That episode was so great. Okay, this is Do you know what? I had an experience with misprinted or mis with nutrition information that was wrong because there's a 
Asian chicken salad that you can buy at Costco that there was a time about 10, 15 years ago that the nutrition information on the package said it was only 110 calories per serving and that one package made four, I think it was four servings. So I'm like, well, that's, you know, I can eat the whole half of that salad for lunch and, and, or a whole salad with all of those ingredients and only be spending, you know, 400 and something calories. And I can save for that. No problem. I think now the nutrition information says that it's 380 calories per serving. And so I was eating four times that and because they haven't changed it. <laughs> Whoops. It was so good, though. It was worth it. But um, yeah, it's just sometimes when it is too good to be true, you have to question what's happening. You're a funny fucker. <laughs> Sorry. That episode kills me. Um, I think Allison's getting a little bit more sage advice from her nutritionist for the pregnancy because the baby needs the fat too. But we all, we do better with fat and protein than we do with certain carbohydrates. So sticking to those things, it's not a bad thing. Cutting it out like we were, the all of society was demanding 20 years ago was a, a bad idea. Oh, it's yeah. just bad for us. We need fat. <laughs> we need a balance of everything. The no carb thing is so antiquated and unhealthy. It's just... Well, I don't I, disagree with no white carbs. I don't think there's anything in white flour that we need in our bodies. But 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 broccoli is a carbohydrate too. So when you say right. no carbs, when I say it, I'm still eating vegetables. And, and fruit. And actually, when I'm low carbing, I eat more vegetables than I do any other time. <laughs> so so it's actually a healthier. It's it's more like clean eating. But people, if you say low carb, they freak out because they think you're not eating anything that has carbs in it but really you're just cutting out white carbs which is exactly the same thing as eating clean it's just another name for it to through the social masses that are so anti-atkins diet didn't he die by slipping on a banana peel or something he slipped on ice yeah i want it to be i want it to be a carb (laughs) (laughs) it's really sad actually oh i couldn't even have a slice of pizza i had to die to say with, with the Atkins thing too is that when he died he was um he weighed significantly more than when he slipped on the ice and so everybody set points to that as see his diet was bad for him he was fat he was overweight but when you go into the hospital and they put an IV in you they pump you full of liquids and the day that I had my heart surgery I gained 60 pounds in one day Holy from shit. yes me? so so when your body breaks oh, down because he was dying and he yeah. was in the hospital hooked up to a bunch of things um, all of that weight on him was water weight and retention and his body um, producing fluids and trying to get things normalized again. And he, if he had woken up, he'd have been swollen as shit, but he would have eventually peed it all out and he would have been back down to his normal size. But yeah, yeah the, I went into the hospital. Yeah, I went to the hospital weighing 290 the day that I had my heart surgery. And the next day when they weighed me, I was 340. Well, so, I didn't and, even know that was possible. That blows my mind. Yeah, wow. they really pump it up there That's because they scary. Need, you need hydration in order to um, to heal properly and to keep things moving in your system. And so they really suck it in there. Gosh. <laughs> and you're not moving. So a lot of the reason that you're not swollen just in everyday life is because you're up and moving around and your body, when you move, contra- contracts muscles around the tissues that would otherwise retain water and it causes you to release it. And because my legs don't work the way that they should, those muscles aren't firing all the time. So I have to take a pill every day to help me release the water that would otherwise settle in my legs because I'm not squeezing it out through my usual, what the movements most people do. So wow. that it, 
the body's a fascinating and sometimes obnoxious place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to say the least. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what is a transition here? Yeah, I love. I a couple things that I love. Okay, I love that Shane is a fan of ARI YMBF. I love that he listens. I think that's really cool. Anybody that's on that listens, it makes it even better because they're familiar with all of the jingles and they're familiar with all the things. And and in fact, so familiar that he's like, I miss the Hey Go Fuck Yourself. I know. Jingle. You- I was gonna say that. <laughs> so great. Like, oh, would you play that? And then he's so tickled when they play it. So I love that. I love that Jeff has been making the nachitsa on on a regular <laughs> basis, which I was calling what was I calling it? Pizzachos, yes, thank you. Uh, Machitza is pretty good. I, I have not made that yet. I, I haven't I, either, but now I want to. Yeah, and the whole pizza cake in a mug thing. I don't do a lot of uh, don't do a lot of microwave cooking, but I think I could get behind doing this weird pizza mug. No, maybe I could. Maybe the kids would have fun doing it. <laughs> I don't know. Have either of you made food in a mug in the microwave? I haven't, but I've seen them making the chocolate cake thing and have totally thought about doing it. Okay, one day we need to try it. It might taste like a lava cake, which might be kind of awesome. Yeah. The the reason I love it is because it does limit you to one serving. Whenever you have to make a cake, you make the whole damn thing, and then you're eating all that. (laughs) True. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's only me. but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's an Entenmann's and it's in Mr. Peterman's uh, refrigerator, then I might eat the whole thing. But they were talking about people who slip into your DMs, which made me think of accidental follows like people who accidentally follow you or people who you think that you might be accidentally like when Allison followed me I was like okay I'm just I don't ever thank her like the people that do it I just think I'm just gonna not say anything because it was probably an accident just a few days ago trap dog followed me and I was like I haven't even tweeted anything so why is he following me not that I I I mean I'm happy he is because I'm like it's about time <laughs> you're why the fuck <laughs> are you following but one time I tweeted something to uh, Katie Levine and and Allison, I think, and she followed me and then unfollowed me. Uh. And then I got super excited when I saw that Katie Levine is now following you. And then so I, I just after she unfollowed me, I knew what happened, obviously. Uh, she accidentally hit the follow button. And then so I right. just tweeted, uh, it's better to have been accidentally followed by Katie uh, than... And y- you know the fucking thing. To never be followed at all. <laughs> yeah. Something, I had whatever. an accidental one and it was Joe Coy. And it's, he's still following me, but I know it was an accident. It was after she, he was on Allison's first show of the year. I was commenting on the show and how much I liked it. And he accidentally followed me. And I, of course, said thank you the next day because I was like, I can't believe Joe Coy's following me. That's kind of crazy. And he still is following me, but I know it was an accident. <laughs> I know that shit was an accident for sure. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> He's never ever like, why would he? Fo- the other one that was an accident, but this was a weird one. It was uh, someone from the Corolla show. Um, what was his best friend's name? I forgot. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Ray. Old yes. Hopper. Whatever his name is. Yes. Ray Oldhoffer. He followed me, which is very strange because I didn't follow him. And I'm not like, how would he even like follow, find me on anything? But all of a sudden he was following me and I thought maybe Adam is like sending out these, you know, people to, to look at whoever's making negative comments about him. You know what I mean? I don't even know why he would follow me, but it hadn't, I, 
it was random. But I love what's the guy that was in Shane's? What's his name? The English guy? I can't think of his name. No, whatever. I think it's interesting. This whole Twitter thing, it's like this whole other world of like accidental followings, which we've talked about before. It's very weird. We're very close and connected to everybody, but also so far away at the same time. It's very interesting. I've had Vassar Poo going through my head all day today. In fact, when I was when when we were having trouble connecting, I only I almost typed to you, this is some Vassar Poo. <laughs> for some reason it's a swear word for me now. <laughs> talking about it with my husband today, because I'm like, I was really having trouble trying to uh, name the last episode. Where I was like, okay, it was either gonna be it was gonna be double anal pretty much the whole time because it was a double oh episode. <laughs> of course, it's gonna be double anal, and then Rafi's like, yeah, you may not want to do that. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just do like you know some symbols, a symbol, symbol, and then a, and then is we Rafi talk- a party Vassar pooper? <laughs> <laughs> and then. So then, of course, with, like, Cirque du Soleil, we talked a lot about, so I'm like, circle jerks, okay. Or it could be poutine Vassar poo. And my husband's like, yeah, you missed the opportunity there for it to be poutine Vassar poo. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Like, I really went back and forth. Usually, I have, like, five ideas, and then I kind of, like, go through it, cross off, cross off, and then I'm like, that's the winner. All right. (laughs) And I didn't have a clear one, but apparently I should have. So, Rafi, I think it's pretty clear. Everyone knows you're the only one, and you're the highest Patreon supporter to date. You're the one $50 supporter, which gets you a lot of things that she didn't mention. It's funny because she was mentioning this on the show, and you and I were kind of talking about it texting-wise before I heard this episode. And I was like, she kind of didn't seem like she remembered what goes with the $50 (laughs) (laughs) donation. But I love that Shane wants to support it, and I also think that if... She had some, like, one of the rewards was she thanks you personally at the end of every show. Like how we always say, hi, Brittany, on the show. Hi, Brittany. You didn't have to, you didn't have to pay for all this gold, but um, <laughs> something like that. Like, I would totally be on board for that. I think the $50 one should be that. But I don't know what you guys think. What do you think the price should be for that kind of shout out? For me, I would want it just because she cared. I wouldn't want have to pay for it. <laughs> she just has like a whole rundown of like everybody at the end. She's like, and I thank Becky and Raphael. Yes, and yes, Vegas. the credits. And, she, yeah, maybe yeah. she could pre-record some credits. <laughs> That's not or a bad I'm, idea. Raphael, do you think it should be included in your $50 or do you think it should be more? You know, I really don't know. The Simpsons podcast I listen to, which if people care, it's called Everything's Coming Up Podcast. They shout out their patreon supporters so like when they get new ones they'll be like oh and you know today we're gonna talk about you know this guy and that lady or whatever but um i don't i don't know like i didn't pick this level because of the perks because i don't remember what they are but you reminded me via text or something and i was like oh yeah i forgot that was part of it so like suppose i'm i'm supposed to be able to get a phone uh like a voicemail message thing i guess recorded by her and i i'm not even gonna bring any of this stuff up because i feel like i'm super lucky as it is i don't need anything more so i don't know how much she should charge for uh shouting people out you're such a good fan (laughs) i know you are you're like i'll just do it for whatever you want to give me and she does give a lot of good things and i know she sent you some stuff recently that was pretty cool but 
I know that you are supposed to get the outgoing message and you're supposed to get a mention on the show, which she has not given yet, but maybe Leanne can subtly mention it to her. <laughs> I know, Rafi, you're happy with what you have. So, But, you know, when I was looking, I thought, well, maybe I'll do 50 because you get those things. So kind of, you know, I want to support her show, but then the rewards definitely makes it. Like, I was going to do less than 25, but once I saw that it was the official fan club level, then that's what I did. <laughs> So it did make a difference. I'll happily up my Patreon support to $50 if it means she says thank you, Lisa Lowry, at the end of every episode. So I, I want the handwritten letter. What was the handwritten letter? That's I got just a standard. I, so a I might year. be able to increase mine at least to official fan member status after it if I take this job. Because I'll have a little yeah. bit more money. <laughs> do it because then you get like some cool stuff in the mail. I'll do. You know, when um, one of the things on the level I'm at is that I'm officially like thanked on the website. I didn't know yeah. I was on there until she told me herself. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> and then I went and checked and I was like, Oh yeah, sure enough. There's my name. That's so cool. Yeah. I think at some point I'll be there, but I'm still at the, at the 25 level, which I think is good. It's good. It's a good median. It gets you a lot of cool things. Everything else is kind of, yeah, I'd love a sculpture from Daniel, but I could probably buy one and, product placement on the show i don't know even know what that would be and an outgoing message i don't even know if i even have one of those so that's fine but <laughs> but the thank you on the show at the end of the episode every every episode would be kind of awesome so i think she should include that somewhere in the levels but she's up to over 300 patreon supporters and if you're not a supporter go to allisonrosen.com or go to patreon.com and support allison rosen because it's awesome her next live stream is coming up this Sunday, and the next bonus episode is with Greg Heller, which I'm so fucking excited about. That was announced today, right? Because I saw yeah. that when I was looking to see, when I was trying to connect with you guys, I saw that tweet, and I was like, no way. I'm so excited. I hope awesome. it's like a really long episode, <laughs> which is 100%, you know, Greg gems, but... So Shane's book, that his new book that came out, it gets worse. I'm scared to read any book by him, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I can't imagine it getting any worse, but maybe that'll be his third book. Guess what? It really could. <laughs> yeah, It, it either, got worse. It, it got totally worse. got worse. <laughs> Guess what? It's worse. All right. So Thursday, Thursday's episode was so much fun. Ali Siegel was in, and I keep saying, you know, we talk about, oh, who's in for Greg? Well, at a certain point, it's not in for Greg. It's just, it's the hot seat. But Ali Siegel was in, and uh, she was really fun. I like her because she's fun and witty without stepping on people, without being disrespectful. And, but she adds to the show without taking over. But, see, I really still like Jensen a lot, but... I thought she was a good, I thought she was a good mix. She doesn't always ask, you know, what's going on or what does this mean? It's just, she rolls with it pretty well. And I think she meshes pretty well. So Becky, what do you think about Allie being on? I like her. I like her too, but I've liked a lot of the people that have sat in, even though there's been some controversy around who's been there, but, but I'm not so far. I haven't been totally irritated by anyone. I'm having, I'm doing fine. And I liked Allie a lot. I, um, this, how many times has she been on at this point? I don't even know. It seems like three or four. Rafi, what do you think? I think this one was three. Okay. I think she fits pretty in pretty good. well. 
she she doesn't she's not like a Susie Meister where she just like or whatever her name is where she just kind of picks on people to get in where I think Jensen did that one episode where it was just kind of okay just sit back dude these are our family <laughs> but I think Allie was a good mix uh, we were her little fried zucchinis which delicious uh, to say the <laughs> least <laughs> one of the best fried foods out there I think but so they talked about going to Plan check burgers, which she talked about before, and I had forgotten what it was called. And Rafi, you and I were talking about what we wanted to go to as an Allison meetup next week at the In This Together festival that Megan is throwing the day before. We're going to have an Allison people meetup, and we were trying to figure out some kind of restaurants to go to, but this was not in the mix. But it sounds pretty. I don't even know if if uh, tomato foam sounds good to you, but or whatever it was. It's a ketchup lather. Or was it oh. leather? <laughs> well, I think it's leather. Leather. Oh, so yes. <laughs> see, I thought it was leather the first time, and today I thought it was lather, and I thought, oh, and I'm mixing up the foam with the whipped cream foam from Shane Dawson episode. Yes. Got it. Because now tomato okay. foam sounds really disgusting right now. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but tomato leather is not that much better. <laughs> no, it's not. This this place is the place I was trying to think of because I knew there was another Allison-related restaurant we needed to go to, and this was the one I was thinking of. But Superfan Megan has already gone, and I told her I felt betrayed. She didn't even tell ah. me that she went, but she said that they have a really good burger, and uh, now I have to go there. But I feel like if I'm chewing through whatever, if it's ketchup or not, like I don't want to have like a chewy substance when in my burger but i do want to go because it is allison related that alone i'll go so you and i we're talking about going to is it mana or mana i think it's mana okay so mana korean barbecue i think is what we officially have decided on to have the meetup if becky if for some reason you happen to be there i would be amazing what time is the meetup, though? I'm thinking like three or four. I don't know if you're going to be there then, but if you can come to the festival, even if everybody out there needs to go to the endthistogetherfestival.com and buy tickets and go November 13th. It's going to be so much fun. The Allison meetup is like just the cherry on top. It's just a bonus, but if you can make it, awesome. Yeah, so we're going to get together and have some sort of Allison-related restaurant and fun, I'm sure. Some drinks will be involved. Rafi, I'm not asking you this because you're Mexican, but throwing tortillas at a graduation. <laughs> Is this something you've ever heard of? Is this a thing? I've never heard of graduating. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no. And I, Al's line was pretty hilarious. He said that yes. would be a hate crime. <laughs> That was, uh, I wrote that down because I'm like, oh, Al. Oh, you. <laughs> Sweet little sheltered Al. This is totally unrelated, but the one of the things I always bring up when people tell me that soccer is like the greatest sport is I say, I'm not going to watch a sport where it's like encouraged that you throw bananas at black players. That's a hate crime. And um, same with Formula One since I've, I'm on a run of bringing uh, Formula One up. They, Lewis Hamilton, who is a half-black British driver, in Spain, there was uh, people who would have, like, these racist signs. And I can't support, like, a sport that does that. So I've never heard of throwing tortillas. It sounds kind of hilarious. (laughs) But um, 
I, I can't I like how it. he said it as if it was just the norm. Oh, yeah, you know, throwing tortillas, like, wait, huh? <laughs> Back it up. So I think that might have to do with the Arizona. I think so, too. It's a Southwest thing. It's From what I, I know, they're pretty racist there, no? Uh, maybe, but okay. See, Against Mexicans, my... yeah, that's what I've heard, right? Because of the, the border states. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, in my mind, it was, we really loved tortillas and it's an exciting thing so we're gonna throw tortillas i wasn't thinking it was against anybody i was just thinking of it i think i've been somewhere where they threw tortillas it was like at a football game or something uh and it had nothing to do with race it was just something that you could really throw like a frisbee that was fast but i just thought it was really f- it i didn't think about that until he said that but he said it was so much like oh yeah you know and then the tortilla ceremony that you throw you know like as if it's just the normal run-of-the-mill thing but yeah no you just reminded me of a jmo that i have that i've never sent but i've never been to a hockey game but i really want to go but if someone scores a hat trick i don't want to throw my hat because that's i I want my Uh, hat yeah (laughs) i have i have yeah bring a duplicate hat not duplicate hat bring a what's the word backup a dummy hat (laughs) backup that makes more sense. This past holiday, holiday that we had on October 31st, Becky, how do you pronounce it? Halloween. Rafi? Halloween. Okay. I'm a Halloween. Holla. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, it is funny. I, are you a cauliflower, Becky? Cauliflower. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure until I try to say it naturally and then you sound like you're forcing something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I, I only knew it when I hear it. I'm like, cauliflower. And every time she says it, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. But <laughs> I know everybody's different, and that's fine. Rafi, how do you... I'm sure you don't say cauliflower. I... <laughs> I don't think I've <laughs> ever said that word in my life. I was going to say, maybe... I mean, if you left cauliflower out, you would be fine eating that because it's a vegetable. But I don't know if you've... <laughs> okay, hold on. I just have to say, so back to Rachel's uh, little graph picture that she uh, sent me on Twitter. So like I told Megan, it doesn't matter how many bacteria are on the pizza because I heat it up in the microwave. That will kill them. So that's the study we need to do. What bacteria gets killed by the microwave? And and which one gets multiplied and magnetized and it's like radiated like the the three-eyed fish in Simpsons. So, also, um, I I do like when when they talked about this back when Greg was uh, on. He said, yeah, one is like call a flower and the (laughs) other one is call E flower. Like, that's the guy's name. And I'm like, why? I think we (laughs) need a character. Yeah. This is so weird that this is how he's explaining it. Right, like that that really Oh, that put that baby to bed. Okay, I'm good. No. It's how you and she talked about later on about avocado and avocado, which is funny that she says that one differently. What was the other word? Oh, it was Casablanca that she said totally weird where it's like you say cauliflower and and Halloween, but you say what did she say? I don't even I know what she, she said. said. It was like two weird things. Yeah, I think she said Ca- Casablanca. It wasn't I think, Casa. I think, I think it was Casablanca. 
Casablanca. Where it's like, where are you? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. and I ran through that one in my head a thousand times trying to figure out how I say it because it's I, I now I'm not even sure anymore. I like, totally butchered it. It's not a word to my to me anymore. Right. <clears throat> and she said that the avocado, like, no, I can't get behind that. But who knows? So Daniel kind of reneged his love of Halloween, which I thought was kind of funny. But he really put it into perspective of it's really, you know, those adults that ruin it. Like being in an <laughs> office setting where you have to be like, yay, good for you on your stupid fucking idea. <laughs> you know, and... Just the whole, the pageantry and the fanfare of any kind of party in an office, I think, I think it makes it horrible. I feel lucky and happy that I've not worked in an office in many years. I think there's a lot of great parts to it, but that kind of stuff, it's just like, uh, but see, there's other mind-numbing things with what I go through, but that kind of stuff would just make me, ugh, I'm Elaine with the, uh, with the next party that's going on, like, don't oh cool yeah get well fuck you i don't want to i don't want your fucking cake your bullshit cake <laughs> ah, it's funny because I, me and two co-workers just started a um, committee of people to friday it's a chili cook-off <laughs> I don't know, I see, but see i think if you were involved I would be cool with it. But there are those people, like, when you watch Office Space, like, the people that you're forced to be friends with that suck, it's those people that suck. But you're making your life more enjoyable. That's a big difference. See, if Daniel worked with a bunch of people that he liked, that's different. But the the deal with us is that, like, about three weeks ago, our team, for the first time in three years, the, the whole data management team had, like, a, not a barbecue, but a picnic outside at a local park. And it was the first time we got together and done anything as a team and there are other teams in our company that like take fridays off to go to the movies as a team and you know they do these real bondy things and we don't do anything and so that's why we started this little committee and and remember um early in our conversation i told you we're not allowed to take time off certain parts of the year we're in that time right now it's um between halloween and christmas christmas eve we're not allowed to take any time off and in that time there or at least during the blackout time this year, there's seven Fridays. So we thought, well, if we all have to be here, we might as well have some fun with it. So we came up with the seven Fridays of of blackout. We call it blackout. And we have something new and enjoyable to look forward to every Friday. But there's like goofy crap. Like one of the Fridays we're going to have, like in one of the conference rooms, we're going to set up Christmas movies like Rudolph and and, um, The Grinch and things like that and just let people pop in for a few minutes of a movie when they feel like. We're just trying to make it a little bit more fun work environment instead of so staunch all the time and we recognize that it would be we would have more fun doing this and get to know each other better if we did it because a lot of us don't didn't even realize we were on the same team <laughs> oh, see i think Just that, like that is, is different i think that makes making it more enjoyable to have to deal with being there is different than the stuff that daniel was talking about where it's oh i have to pretend He's to be nice to this person or whatever day. yeah and there's a birthday every day and there's or celebrating every little thing but I do have to say that Elaine did regret not having that cake at three or four in the afternoon when she really <laughs> needed it. So that's on her. Eating cake is always a regret. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'll always say yes to cake. <laughs> always. Absolutely. Um, they talked about a lot of people putting bowls of candy out instead of passing candy out, like as maybe it was a laziness thing or something. But I know since we've had kids, we put a bowl of candy up because we're not going to be home because we're going to be trick-or-treating, which I think is nice. But then there is always the one asshole that takes all of the candy. 
But in our neighborhood, like half of the houses are all dark and no candy out front. And I just thought, well, it's just a lot of old people. But what I didn't think about until after is maybe I live around a lot of child molesters and they're not allowed to turn their lights on. And I'm really scared now. Because it's alarming how many dark houses there were. Oh, my gosh. You know, there's um, at least in Tacoma, there was a place you could go to look up who's in within a certain mile radius of your house. There's got to be like that, something like that everywhere. I, I've looked I've looked at that. There's not any in our neighborhood, but it is definitely walking distance. And I've had some weird run-ins with some dudes where I'm like, I don't know what you're about, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to find your picture on that website. But it's just strange. There were so many houses that didn't have their lights on. They're just, I don't think they're that much curmudgeons. Maybe they're just, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Maybe they're just a bunch of old grumpy people that don't want to deal with it. It could be. There were a few where they had the the motion sensor light that goes on where I'm like, does that count as lights on? I don't know. So I tell the kids, go ring the doorbell. And they're probably like, shit. Fucking kids out there. Probably. I love Halloween. I think it's fun because it's not very often that you get to put on costumes, at least in my world. So it's a lot of fun. But we actually, I didn't do it this year. Last year I was supposed to, and I bought a costume last year, and that's what I was going to do this year. But now it has to wait till next year. So I got to lose more weight to get into it. It's a mermaid costume. And I, you, oh, you know, you gotta I have, love that. You got to have the shape for that. <laughs> oh, I've always wanted to do the mermaid thing, especially the, the share dressed as a mermaid. In Mermaids. I love that movie. <laughs> I, it's, that's like one of my, if I'm sick, I'll watch a movie. It's a rainy day. That's one of my movies, my go-to What's movies. It's a rainy day. Yes. I love that. Yeah, Dirty Dancing is my rainy, rainy day movie, but I love Mermaids. I love yeah. it. Mermaids and A League of Their Own. There's a couple other ones, but Mermaids, her dressed up as a mermaid in that. I want to be, first of all, I want to be Cher as her, not just a mermaid. I want the whole I thing. I love that. That's awesome. But I would love to do that. Yeah, I was. I plan to dress up, and every year I have these great ideas of something I'm going to be. And I do. I did. I guess we're just going to put this away for next year, and we have an idea yeah. already. Put and it's like storage. A, yeah, exactly. So I love Halloween, but I'm fucking pretty glad it's over right now. <laughs> I can't too. wait to all the. It, I think I'm like that with every holiday. I love all the like the stuff like building up like Jenna. Like yeah. getting ready for the holiday and doing everything. And I do actually enjoy the day. It's not like that JMO, I don't know what day that was, where they're talking about not really enjoying the actual day. Oh, it was the episode, Raffi, that you and Megan were doing. I think that Megan was saying that she loves all of the holiday stuff, but she didn't realize a reality check that she didn't actually like the holiday. It was the, all the stuff before it. And I think I like both. But then the day after, literally the day after, it's like waking up after a after a one night stand. You're like, fuck <laughs> this. See you later. I don't want to ever see you again. <laughs> not that I've ever had that experience. Oh, I have. <laughs> Oh, uh, grab your underwear, throw it in your purse, and get the fuck out of here. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, they talked, okay, so they're, they're talking about, you know, the birthing classes, which I know Al was telling telling Allison to, to do it. I feel like the more I knew, the less I knew. Does that make sense? Like, once yeah. you're doing something, every experience is different. They're, you know, Jenna was saying the epidural was the easiest part of delivery. That was the hardest part for me. That was the scariest part. Plus, you're having contractions during it, and they can't give you the shot. So, they're literally putting, like, this giant needle in your spine, which is, ugh, thinking about it. And then you're going to have an, a contraction, and so you have to, like, wait. 
and then they're waiting for like the perfect time to shoot it in there and you have to make sure it's going to hit it right and just the whole thing is just I remember telling my husband take a picture of me right now as I was having a contraction right before I got the epidural and he's why do you want a picture of that it's just like horrible because I was making the worst face I really want to remember how horrible this was (laughs) The first, the first one or the second? Exactly, the first one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It didn't work then because you went back for more. I know. Seriously, the second I had my son, I was I can't wait to do this all over again. That's what every mom says. I know. And the, after the second one, I'm like, okay, I need a break. I've been pregnant for two years. I'm good. But the second one, there was, it was a much different experience. It was easier and harder all in one. I, I think... You can prepare so much. There was so much that I prepared for, and then whatever. It goes out the window because it's so. it was two totally different experiences the times that I've done it. So if I've done it a third time, it could be totally different again. That's right. And getting things up in your head about, you know, Shane was even talking about the afterbirth and stuff. It's, you know, I'm kind of glad. It's like that bigger than than it actually is, though, right? Because I've seen it, and it was not a trash bag. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, you do have to give birth to it, which is like yes. weird. Like you, I it wasn't prepared for that, but there's no contractions. They just push on your stomach and it comes out and hey, husband, get away from here because I don't want you ever to see that in your brain while we're going to do it. <laughs> don't affiliate that with that ever again, please. My you husband know, wouldn't have handled it at all. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just, it's, it's gruesome and gross and beautiful all in one. But I think that, you know, the, the way Allison is, she wants she wants to know so much before it's happened and it might not even happen. Yeah. Did, have I, I you remember, ever watched that uh, Business of Being Born documentary? Have you seen it? It's Ricky Lake is the one that um, put no, it together. No, I haven't. I think there's another okay. documentary I saw. It was more about doing it, um, giving birth in a more natural setting and, and that the doctors are using drugs that are making it harder to actually go through the process naturally. And it ends up in a much higher um, C-section rate that's necessary. And C-sections, like our bodies have been designed to do this since right. the beginning. So it's, you know, do we necessarily need medical intervention in a intervention in a um, healthy pregnancy? I, my friend who wanted me to be her doula made me watch these documentaries, the Business of Being Born documentaries, because there's two. They were really quite fascinating, actually. When when you think about how the human body's designed to to manage this kind of stuff, and we have been doing it without pitocin and and all that, it's pretty impressive. And I went through her labor with her, which she did with no drugs wow. <laughs> at all. Kind of cool being a doula. There is absolutely no money in it. It's more of a hobby. But I actually have thought about doing it as, you know, you you have to be able to go on a moment's notice for someone's delivery. That's the problem. It's hard to do when you have a full-time job. I would otherwise do it. That is so interesting. The whole concept of that was kind of unknown to me. And I think it's kind of amazing. Anything that can help, man, you should be Allison's doula. Believe me, I thought about it because my friend (sighs) who I, who I did that for, she's like, she said, you, you have the best um, energy for this because you need somebody who's calm and isn't going to overreact and, mm-hmm. and just kind of help bring them into the moment and, and um, help them through the contraction. Um, I could tell with my friend's name is Sonia. I could tell when Sonia was um, about to go into a contraction, there was a very specific thing she would, she kept running the washcloth through her hands like it was a tactile thing. And when she started doing that aggressively, I knew the contraction was coming. So I was able to be right there for her in that moment. So it's just having kind of that sensitive 
personality or somebody that pays attention to details like that, I think is a, it's a good position for them to be in. And I would love to help other people with that, including Allison. That's pretty cool. She's pretty scared. Yeah, she seems pretty yeah, scared. Yeah, she is. I mean. She is. And I think I think she needs someone like you to like calm her down and be her, you know, level. Yeah, this is going to be like a real crazy switch. Uh, so I'm super excited. Once again, not the queen of the segue, but I'm super excited about Daniel and Allison doing a TV show podcast and that it might be Patreon only until they get their footing and he's got her watching twin peaks again which i'm super excited about and i know she didn't really like it but i feel like number one she didn't give it a shot watching two episodes and then googling who the killer was kind of defeats the purpose of the show but i loved the movie more than the show and now the show i've seen it a few times and there's a lot of things i hate about it for sure and i would love to be part of a podcast that where we could like talk about it and just be like oh this was such bullshit and this subplot was whatever and i know it's not he was talking about doing a twin peaks podcast previously but now it sounds like it's going to be about tv which is kind of cool they're going to go from twin peaks to vanderpump rules which is kind of funny <laughs> because, you know the spectrum of that i thought of a name for their podcast it could be vanderpeak <laughs> You know, from one to the other, like zero to like incredibly horrible, which I just started catching up on last season's Vanderpump Rules. And I so wish that she would be live tweeting it, the episodes, because it would have been so much fun to talk about it as it was going along because it's ridiculous. And, you know, I was talking, I was listening to an old episode, Rafi, that you hosted with Laura Broder, and she doesn't strike any of us as someone that maybe would watch that show. And she does and loves it. And she put it just perfectly. You just want to sit and zone out when you have this life that's stressful and whatever and then you have these reality shows that take you away from our reality enough <laughs> yeah our own reality where you're just like in this crazy world and it's nonsense but it you're you're out of your own reality and like you said perfect i have caught up and the new season's coming out and i really hope that first of all i think that they're probably going to talk about it on their new podcast which i don't know when they're going to have time to do that but it'll be interesting to have daniel be the host and not alice right so on the subject of tv i mean i I hope they do this soon. I'm waiting for the new season of Twin Peaks before I rewatch it because I don't know about, I know you love the show, Lisa, but once I knew who the killer was, I really started to lose interest. And also I feel like the episodes were worse after that. There um, were a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of subplots. I was, okay, this is some bullshit. We don't need to have this whole James and Evelyn romance that's like a bunch of bullshit and even i mean the windham earl thing was okay but it was just i think the problem was is the network was pushing david lynch he wasn't even gonna say who the killer was originally which that is crazy in itself but they were pushing for him to say who the killer was because the ratings were low so then it season two episode i think seven or six they you know they say it and it goes on to episode 28 or 29 I remember the first time watching, I'm like, well, now what's the point? But now that I've seen it a bunch of times, I realize how much more to the story is than just who killed Laura Palmer. Originally, I was like, well, now that I know who killed that, because that's how it always was in 1990. Who killed Laura Palmer? That's all you ever hear. And I'm sure, Becky, living where you live, it was probably <laughs> maybe talking about a lot more, but... 
It was, because we were right around the corner from North Bend. (laughs) That was the big deal, but but now that I've seen it maybe four times all the way through, I pick up on more things, and then there's still some episodes where I'm like, can we not watch this? This is so shitty. I kind of love all of it together, even though there are some shitty parts, but I hope you give it another try, and I'm kind of, I'm scared and nervous for season three, because... I have my hopes up of bridging the gap. I recently bought the Mark Frost book that's supposed to bridge the last 25 years, but it doesn't really seem like it's going to 100%. It's just kind of a lot of other stuff. But I'm excited either way, because like I said, I think I'm probably the first Jamo Patrol. If David Lynch shit on a plate, I would worship it. So... (laughs) Pretty sure I'll eat it up no matter what. Rafi, so you're going to give it a... You're, are you going to watch it through again before the next season? Yeah, once they announce when they're going to do it, I will time it so I can, like, you know, finish right before it starts. Also, on, on the subject of that... Well, first, let's stay with TV. So, Jeff mentioned Veronica Mars again. <laughs> and Love that show. He's mentioned it a few times, and it's a show that I always bring up in my favorite TV shows of all time. It was only three seasons. I do. It's great. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it's amazing. And uh, the guy who created that show does a show now that's on the CW called iZombie. Uh, It's coming back for season three. I don't know how I feel about that show right now because season two was not that great, if you ask me. But I... I'm watching, or sorry, I, you know, I used to think I was really into movies until I started listening to Doug Loves Movies. And then I realized, apparently, I don't like movies that much because I haven't seen so many movies that are like, I don't know, classics to people. So I decided this year that I was going to watch one, well, so he did the Doug Loves Movies challenge where you watch one movie a day for the whole year. That I knew was going to be impossible. I decided I'll do one a week. And so I had built up like a little lead. So I was like ahead by like six or seven. And I kind of started slacking. And with the Beetlejuice live tweet, which I had to catch up like a week later, I watched Beetlejuice. And then I realized, I checked, I'm exactly at 43. So I'm right on time. So some movies that are on my list to watch are Casablanca and... Uh, Citizen Kane and now I'm thinking should I watch The Manchurian Candidate because I I hear it's great but it seems like it's got to be super boring but I mean it's a classic so should I watch it or no it's one that's been on my list to watch for a long time and I've never gotten to it yeah I was gonna say I've never seen that one and I've seen I've seen a lot of old movies a lot of classic movies and Citizen Kane is I know everyone says, oh, it's one of the best movies ever made. It really is. <laughs> it, you know, and it sucks because it's so much buildup if you haven't seen it yet. And Casablanca, I love that movie. I love any Humphrey Bogart movie. Maltese Falcon. But all of those movies are just so amazing. And I love being, you just can't, you can't have like your phone out. You know what I mean? You have to really yeah. immerse yourself in it. It's like watching a silent movie. You can't do anything else. You just have to be in it but i have not seen the mentoring candidate and i wouldn't mind maybe we should watch that when you're here rafi that could be one of the movies you watch (laughs) unless you've already seen one for that week no i mean no i i try to keep ahead of it because i know certain days i won't be able to so i watched another movie yesterday so i'm at 44 so i'm like right on time though Ooh, have you seen sunset boulevard 
No, I have not. Oh, that's one of my favorites. It's so great. So I have a list it's of a good one. movies that I need to see. So it's called Sunset Boulevard. Is yeah. It, is it good, though? Oh, I love it. But see, I love Bill Holden. I just love him so much. But I don't, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> earlier, when yeah. you, you mentioned Sam Elliott, I was like, I don't even know who that is. I had to okay, look it up. Rough. And he's the, guy, Big Lebowski. he's yeah. the guy from Big Lebowski. I, I no, looked him up. Yeah, well, he's not a he's star in it. it but yeah. I was going to say, that's like a fringe. Maybe if you've seen the Big Lebowski, you've seen him, but. Isn't he in Roadhouse with Patrick Sw- yeah. the aforementioned Patrick Swayze? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and, and I know that because I've seen that movie a million times too. So, <laughs> yes, but he he has that um, that rugged yeah that rugged uh, sexy thing going for him. Yes. Not Patrick Sam Elliott. No. Oh, you don't like his ballet dancing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, I liked Patrick That's for a whole piece. lot of other reasons, but Sam Elliott, even when I was 16, I was like, that guy's kind of hot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, so classic movies. But Sunset Boulevard, see, I am infatuated with old Hollywood, so that's part of it. I love Singing in the Rain, that movie, not because of the music, although the music is great and it's bearable, like musicals I can't stand. But that movie I love. But the story of it, the history of going from silent movies to talkies and then turning it into kind of like something funny I love that story, but Sunset Boulevard is this aging, silent era actress who kind of is stuck there. And it's like this whole story, and it's just great. And so, have you seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Oh, okay, please watch that one, too. That's another great one. And I usually watch that on October 11th because it's my sister's birthday. It's about horrible sisters. But... You're kidding. Now I want to see this. <laughs> it usually starts my um, Halloween, like October 11th. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start watching. That's the first movie I'll watch. And that gets my like horror movie watching going so I can get in the mood for Halloween. So I just right, looked, I looked up uh, Sunset Boulevard. And so that's where the Mr. DeMille I'm ready for my close up is from. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. It, it's an hour 55. That's, that's a tough oh, sell. Is it? Yeah. But um. <laughs> I will put... Hey, so is this show and people listen. <laughs> hey, it's on the list, Lisa. It's on the list. It's gotta be. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Oh, so have you have you seen a movie called The Artist? It came out like, I don't know, oh eight or nine or so. Is that about uh... So well it, I was reading the little plot synopsis thing of Sunset Boulevard and it's similar. It's this guy who was a silent movie star, and the movie's silent, and he has this dog, and then, so as they transition to talkies, he is no longer a star. Does this ring a bell for anyone? I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, it's not, it's not actually about Charlie Chaplin, though, because I thought it was about him, so it's just a silent movie star? Yeah, it's like a fictional guy, cool. and then he, like, decides to, you know, fund his own silent movie with his own money, and then, you know, people are, it's not really successful, and... I don't know. It's like a love story. It's it's pretty good, but uh, it reminded me of the plot of that. But it seems like Sunset Boulevard is uh, probably the better movie, even though I've not seen it yet. It's good. And, you know, if I ever do a David Lynch movie podcast, I need you to be on it, Rafi, to, to watch with me because you've not seen like Blue Velvet and like all these amazing movies. that. And some of his movies are insane and not great, but I love them still because obviously I already told you why. It's so great. Are so you good. saying that I can be the Ali Gertz? to your <laughs> yes. other person 
<laughs> Although that guy, I know he really is the other guy. He's the third tenor. <laughs> yeah, he's the other. Yeah. I don't know who he is. And he knew a lot, which is a lot more than I knew. And honestly, I learned so much more from about Twin Peaks from listening to that podcast, the fire talk with me, which there's because I try not to read so much into things and I'll just watch it kind of at face value. And then a little bit sinks in. But and I didn't really think I would like that. But after listening to that podcast and watching again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, you know, I never noticed who direct. I didn't realize there were so many different directors for each episode or different writers. And it makes more sense why some of it was so, so much bullshit. And I think I can't imagine having this baby like David Lynch has this baby and Mark Frost. They create this thing that's amazing. And then they just put it into someone else's hands and they're like, do whatever you want with it. I, then you get some kind of like bullshit. I would love to know what he would have done with it if it was just his and there was there weren't any restrictions and the network didn't get involved. I just I'm curious, but this is not the David Lynch podcast, the David Lynch hour as I as I had hoped. <laughs> <laughs> You're all Kaylee, so bring it in. The snack chat that was sent in by um, somebody named Rebecca, and I was like, "Wait a minute, did I send something on an ambient coma?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be the ultimate ambient hour. Okay, before we were recording, I think we talked about the ambient hour, which needs to be a thing if it's not already. Just let's do ambient and have a show. Uh, Megan, I guess you could probably be uh, the coast. The coast? You could be the, the host. <laughs> the hostess with the mostest. So some Japanese snacks, which I'm always surprised when they like something that sounds so disgusting. I'm not a huge fan of green tea flavored things although i always think that i will be and i order it and then i think well this just kind of tastes like dirt <laughs> but the avocado or the avocados really the oreos sounded weird and the kit kat sounded gross and the cheetos they seem to love but that actually kind of sounded good because it sounded like it was chinese food in a snack i don't know have either of you tried any of these things None of the ones they had, but I swear I've heard somebody do the Oreo one before and it just came to be, maybe it was on Ross Matthews podcast because I've heard of that one and it was, it was tested on a podcast. I thought it was Allison, but I guess not because they were all like, oh, I've never seen this before. So maybe it was Ross Matthews. Interesting. You know who would know? Leanne would know. Leanne, <laughs> let us know. All right, Leanne, shout out to you and let us know. <laughs> let us know how wrong we are in every way, please. <laughs> uh, Rafi, have you, what do you think about green tea and have you had these snacks? All of this sounds disgusting. I want <laughs> nothing to do with it. It doesn't have pepperoni on it. It hasn't been sitting out for 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. So when <laughs> at, during Bumbershoot, they did a snack chat for a like caramel apple Oreo. And oh, after the I did not try that. I'm listening. <laughs> after the show, Daniel was going around passing them out and he came to me and Megan and I was like, No thanks. And Me- Megan was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> let me try that. And then she ate it and she said that it was kinda weird, I think. No, I you know, I'm curious about so many of the snack chat foods and I think if I was there I would I mean I obviously would eat them, but I have no interest in like these. Like I want the good stuff. Right. I do too. I, what, what about the Cheetos though? That sound kind of good? What were the Cheetos? Those sounded like? bizarre. They, I didn't even hear what the flavor were, but they all sounded like it was like orange chicken, sweet and sour. Yeah. Uh, they did say the flavor, but they said they, they said the name of the flavor. I thought it was like beef something. Oh, but yeah. But they all said it tasted like a chi- taste of like Chinese food in general. So I don't know if I could try it. I tried 
one of the beefy, <laughs> the protein flavored lays that came out. I can't remember what it was. And I thought it was a little much. So I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, meat flavored chips is kind of weird. But the Cheetos, it did sound kind of good because they were all like, oh, this smells and tastes like Chinese food. Mm. Kind of like a like a, an amalgamation. Amalgamation? Yeah. Yeah. An amalgamation of uh, Chinese food flavors. So that sounded kind of interesting. Once again, I don't eat Cheetos unless I'm stoned, so we'll see if that happens. I'm into the fire fire Cheetos, the oh, the super hot ones now. My oh, my yeah, stepdaughter that's... got me into them. I never liked that kind of stuff before. And that's now what I'm my like... my son likes. He loves those as spicy anything. Every everywhere we go, what's the spiciest thing? His taste buds have just been burnt off. Apparently, he was like, <laughs> it has to have spice in it, or I don't want it. There, there was oh. um, talk again about the nutritionist. I I understand. She had said something the week before that I totally related to, which is she said, I, I feel like I'm an expert in the, the diet things. So going to somebody for this advice is like, you know, you're telling me crap I already know. And over this last year, while I've been gaining weight steadily, um, the doctors keep saying, well, maybe you should schedule a nutrition uh, an appointment with a nutritionist. And I'm like, why? What are they going to tell me that I don't already know? I know how to count my calories. I know how to portion out food. I know which things you should and shouldn't eat in combination. I just don't want to anymore. <laughs> so it's not that I don't know how to do it. And I'm sure with her going through the pregnancy, she's like, no, I want to eat this. Just let me have this thing. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I just want to be able to do this. But I know how to count calories. You just get to a point where you just don't want to anymore. It's like too much. It's ridiculous. And then to have to pay someone to follow your what you're tracking in a way is good, but it's still obnoxious. It's good because it keeps you accountable. You don't want that person all up in your foodie business. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> and I know that whenever I do those, the apps where it's the calorie counting, which I know that calories aren't really the thing. It's the quality of the food and right, what you're right. eating. But it does, if you're having quality and you're logging it into, you know, a calorie counting thing, it does make you accountable and make you realize what you're eating. And those are the times I feel like I can lose weight the most. But when you're pregnant, you don't want to lose weight. You want to be healthy. But like you said, like, just let me have this. She's going to be so crazy with dieting afterwards that... <laughs> I think, you know, it's fine uh, unless it's hurting the baby. If she has the gestational diabetes or any kind of thing like that, then yeah, there's stuff to be said. But I yeah, think that was the only thing is like, I'm, I'm not sure if she has that connection between what you eat and gestational diabetes, because that is something she does need to be aware of. But other than that, you know, I think she's probably going to be fine. The whole artificial sweetener thing, I, I still struggle with because you want that something sweet and you don't want to put load a bunch of sugar into you and and so that's what you tend to fall back on but i know that there's studies out there that say it's bad for you the sodas i'm always telling my husband how bad all the soda he drinks is for him it's hard to break those habits with the sweet stuff i'm not into any of that but i have my i have other crap that i'm into <laughs> i'm into I, all the crap <laughs> i'm into all of the crap um her pajamas disaster is one that i can identify with on a regular basis yeah, but me too yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> yeah, but like once we get older, I think that's another part of it. Yeah, it's just it just is. So I think it's those two things put together, a combination of both. But I, the thing is, is when you sneeze, and she said she didn't wear underwear with her with hers, which I don't know who does. That might be a JMO, but. <laughs> 
two thin layers of anything is not going to help when you sneeze the the force liquid situation (laughs) of liquid that's going through those two little layers is not going to be and she's like and there's a triangle wet spot i thought oh how many times that i have to like well i guess i'm gonna put different pj pants on i'm just gonna throw those in there because it's just instant and it's done and of course once again i just had to say like i'm I have to relate it to Seinfeld, so Poppy peeing on the couch, and I can be done with that. <laughs> <about> that one. <laughs> but the whole time I'm like, it's Seinfeld again! Raffi, I don't think this is a male thing, but uh, when you sneeze, do you pee? <laughs> of course not. But I, like, sometime this year, I don't remember when, I had the weirdest... Should I even say this? Yeah, of course. Yes, definitely. It's just, it's just the three of us here. No I one's listening. I'm apologizing in <laughs> advance. Anyone who doesn't want to hear this, just, it's not like super, if you listen to the Shane Dawson episode, this is very tame in comparison. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> but I had a weird sensation in my penis that felt like I was going to urinate, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm so immature, sorry. Maybe I should just uh, mute while you're telling your penis story. <laughs> <laughs> it it felt like when i like when you have to pee so i was like clamping down tight i was like i don't know what the fuck is happening but i i'm not gonna pee my pants even i didn't have to pee so when i got a chance i was at work so i finally got a chance and i went to the bathroom and i didn't have to pee like i already knew so i was like that was fucking weird and sure enough like five minutes later the sensation came back and i was like and it, it only happened for, like, two or three days, like, sporadically. And then I've not had it since, and I never had it before. Lisa, so if I have, do like... Do men get bladder infections? Because that sounds like a bladder infection. Can men get those? I'm sure they can. Uh, I mean, they can, we I think are if human. They have, yeah, right? Well, ish. I think they can have it, especially <laughs> if they have sex with someone who's had one, or who okay. has one. I think that is part of it, but I'm sure you could. It's just harder to get the bacteria all the way in there. Yeah. But the other thing it sounds like is what's the thing where you have to take saw palmetto when you get older, boys? Prostate. What? That sounds like a prostate thing. Is am I gonna get prostate cancer? No, I just think the frequency or like needing that you, whatever that you need to pee kind of thing, I think that's part might be something with that, but I don't know. I'm just clearly no doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we just play one on a podcast. <laughs> No, you're not gonna die, Raffi. Also, I don't. And the fact that it went away makes me think it was some sort of infection that that your body just eventually got rid of. Yeah, maybe. Also, I I don't wear pajamas, so I so every time I go to Brooks Brothers, I'm I look at their pajamas <laughs> and I and I think, man, I really want to buy those, but it's so strange to me to get undressed, to get dressed, to go to sleep, so when I wake up, oh, I can great. get undressed. And you get tangled in the sheets. I don't like getting tangled in my sheets because there's friction between the clothing and the sheets. Yeah. That's just me? Okay, sorry. You two are like my husband because I'm like, I like, I don't like to wear, I don't don't know. I don't get anything tangled, but I like getting out of my clothes and then putting something comfortable on to go to bed. It's like a, almost like that, a ritual thing where you're like, ah, now I can relax. But I guess that's the same thing if you take your clothes off. You're just like, woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> and, then, naked. and then if you're like sheets and you're, you're, like your bed is comfortable, then that is that's, the comfortable thing. Does that give you thing. a hard on all the time? <laughs> <laughs> 
I said comfortable. I Is well, that what? I was going to back it up with like maybe the female version of it because like when the sheets are touching certain parts where I'm exposed, I'm like, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'm Howdy there. My senses have been awakened. Okay, but so that's the I'll difference. I'll sleep in like a full bathrobe and everything. Like I, my friend calls it my porcupine suit. Like, leave me alone. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Again, with the with the too much info. I feel like you should yeah. really edit this out, Lisa. Um, I, I don't. Previous s- what you're about to say. <laughs> no, well, all of it. <laughs> every every word I've said. Um, I don't reserve the right to make an informed decision, Lisa. Reserve that right. <laughs> I don't. I don't sleep in the nude, so oh. that's the difference. I think. So you have boxers or something? Yeah, that yeah, that's it. Unless it's like super cold, then I'll like maybe wear a t-shirt also. Okay, so there's no like sheets that like can rub certain pl- places. Yeah. By like, accident? For me to sleep in the nude, I have to have taken a shower at night. That's the only time I feel comfortable sleeping in the nude for some reason. That's the only time I, I take a shower, problem. but <laughs> I just like, I guess I like to, well, see, I also sleep in a bra, too. It's like, oh, cool. I'm not oh, getting actually, into this. I want that thing off of me as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, yeah, there's so much more that I shouldn't say. <laughs> Do either of you have any more from Thursday before we get on to JMOs? Followers. What about the a baby chiropractic and fake followers? Baby chiropractic, oh, yeah. I've heard of. I There was a chiropractor I went to that not only had people bring in their babies, but also had them bring in their pet. He would adjust. But he's not would doing the neck twisty thing. <laughs> he's not doing the neck twisty thing. He's oh, doing okay. a whole different kind of voodoo that I don't know if it actually works, where he they tap on certain parts of your spine with this instrument, and it's supposed to help it get back in alignment. So it... It, there was nothing there's no pain to it i've done it there's nothing that could go wrong with that particular thing i just am curious if it's actually effective on babies and horses people would bring their horses to this guy <laughs> that's an interesting waiting room <laughs> i think like the baby thing i'd be super nervous i also think you're so new to the world how much do you need to be aligned <laughs> but now you're making me remember that i worked for when I was a nanny, they used to pass me around in this neighborhood. So I worked for a bunch of different families. And there was this one family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there was one dad that was a chiropractor. And I'm pretty sure that he did that for his kids. I'm just now remembering that. But that was weird. But the whole family was weird, too. So I don't know. I just think I just blocked all of it out of my memory. Maybe I don't like wet things on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about... Buying followers. Yeah, that yeah. Uh fake fake followers and how did it have you noticed her numbers? I don't look at her numbers. Have you noticed them no, going up? I just recently looked at them only because I actually wasn't looking at them. I was just on her page for something and I noticed nothing different. I was like, man, she's got a lot of followers. Like that's kind of crazy how many she has and i think it's weird that her show doesn't have as many as her her on her page it's kind of strange oh that is weird it's totally different and i don't think she's verified on the arymbf page but she was on her page pretty sure but i have not noticed the growth in her numbers but 500 a day cool it's only taking me like how many years to get where (laughs) that many (laughs) that's kind of crazy but that would be funny if someone bought some for her i don't know if you can do that i guess you could 
pretty strange. You know, I had one theory about it, and this is really coming talking out of my ass, but what if it was somebody who was going to be a guest on her show and wanted to bump oh. up the followers just to get their numbers, their visibility out? Oh, Shane Dawson was just on. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of likes and retweets that he had was kind of uh, mind-blowing to me. Because as many followers as she has, she doesn't get a lot of retweets and likes. I mean, maybe the most for something really crazy is less than 30. But she had over 2,000 likes on the Shane Dawson episode. Wow. That's a lot. Oh my gosh. That's, that's got to be from his Facebook follow or uh, YouTube following. Yeah, for sure. That whole and thing, the, ugh, that, that blows me away. Just I'm thinking like that the whole younger generation, this is what they're all about is twitter and youtube and likes and all that so if his following is coming from that generation and listening to the show it totally makes sense why she gets that spike right true now, but yeah that's either. true i wonder if that has anything to do with like if they're actual real followers or if it's just fake ones but that could definitely be something i it seems weird that it's not a coincidence you know that he's got so many and she's getting a spike but I, it is cute that she notices i guess i don't know <laughs> Um, yeah, is there a report you can sign up for to tell you how many followers you have every day? How right. she, she just going and actively looking? She must be. Well, I and that's the other thing. I've, you know what? That's one of the questions I'll ask her next time. How many notifications do you get a day with Facebook and Twitter and everything? Because for her to respond, you know, for me to respond to people, it's easy because I don't have a lot. So in my yeah. mind, I think, oh, well, you can't just quickly say thanks to somebody. And I'm not just not just her. I'm saying anybody. But when you have 80,000 followers and people like how many notifications is she getting? And the fact that she even sees things from you is kind of kind of think I would think that would be kind of rare you know, that she would even see it. Right. I agree. I've often wondered that, too. Like she, she must have at some point just turned them off. But then she also replies. So just curious what her process is, because she the phone would be going off nonstop. If, yes. If she had them turned on. That's what I was wondering when she did follow me, I, was, I thought. Oh, she probably muted me. <laughs> you know, the first thing was, oh, maybe it was an accident. But then I thought, okay, she probably just muted me. But it was just kind of a nice, well, I'm going to give one out this year. And this is going to be the one. Because I know she's followed other people. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. And then when it happened, I just thought, okay, don't move. <laughs> don't make a <laughs> it's, It happened. Just don't move. All right. Which JMO spoke to you from this week? So there were a few that I think were repeats. One of them was from Mallory. Hold on one segundo, if I can find my fucking thing. I wrote I wrote down repeat on one. It might be hers. Okay, so at mal underscore is underscore your underscore pal, and it's funny because when when um, Jenna says her uh, Twitter yeah. name on SNS, I always say Mallory is your palary. I don't know why, but <laughs> shout out to Mallory. <laughs> Shut up, Mallory. You should be on the show again. Love you. So she said, I never feel like more of a jackass than when I speed up to pass someone, then wind up next to them at a stop sign red light. I think that's a repeat or it's very close to one. I think so. Yeah. Uh, another one that I think is a repeat or similar to one that has been on, have anxiety over changing rooms. Is there an attendant or can I just go in? Is yes. someone in there or is the door just shut? And that was from at TCB Canon. Uh, does that I sound don't familiar? Remember that one, but it's funny that I actually 
had one similar that I was going to send in recently. And I thought, eh, I'm not going to send it because I really don't go into changing rooms. That's like the ugh, that's the bane of my existence. Just no, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to happen. And mostly because I have a fear of getting stuck in clothes. <laughs> so that was going to be my JMO. And I thought, oh, did somebody already put that in? And then so maybe that's my own thing because I just recently thought of that. But. That could have been a repeat. The repeat I wrote was the hair washing one. I'm pretty sure oh, that one was That's there. the next one I was going to mention. Oh, okay. At T Campbell 29 said, when taking a shower, realize hair is wet, but can't remember if you've already washed it. That one does sound familiar. But the funny thing is, as I looked this up, he is bald. His head is like shaved. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> So I wonder if he's just like, I'm just going to troll some old JMO so I can get my name on there. Or maybe he's just recently bald. Yes, maybe it's a new thing. Or maybe he's maybe. doing it for being a swimmer. Is it like shaved bald? <laughs> shaved? Yeah, it's like, like shaved. A, like a close crew cut or, or like bald bald? It's like Like shaved. he lost his hair. No, it's okay. shaved. Okay. Maybe he got tired of not remembering if he shampooed or not. <laughs> He's like, fuck all of this. I'm just going to shave my head. Yes. You know, I had this thought of researching for, well, either for Allison or for myself, but maybe going back to all, because she used to say, oh, that one didn't get favorited because it was under, it was under the old regime. And there's been a lot of repeats lately. And I think there's been a lot less JMO-y type things. It's more just kind of observations or gripes instead of JMOs. So I thought maybe I should go back and find ones that she never favorited that are pretty good and just, you know, retweet them to her or like whatever. But I even thought of my own some. Actually, I recently thought, okay, there's some that she didn't favorite a long, long time ago, and I'm just going to put them out there this week. And she favorited them. So <laughs> I don't know. So it worked out of uh, things. But if any of you have had a JMO that you've put out there into the ether and you want to give it another shot, why not? And then if she doesn't favor it, then you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just you. <laughs> so the problem with your plan there is that sometimes, because I've checked after um, to see like who tweeted it, um, she will unfavorite them once she reads them. So I guess really? so they're not in her likes anymore sometimes, but not all of them. Cause I like today looking through them, some of the old ones that she already read are still there, but I know I told Megan that I thought about doing this, but it's just way too much work to start from the beginning and write down every single JMO that's been read. Ooh, a JMO book. That's kind uh, of insane, geez, but something that we can do. It's when I was work. first, when we first did JMO Patrol and I was in charge of rescuing JMOs, I went so far back that I even found a Colonel Jeff one that was, he even talked about on the show. I was like, oh, that's cool. But, and she never favorited it. I recently just heard that episode again. No way. Yeah, that's weird. Um, also, I was going to say, do what I did and rescue your own JMOs now. Yeah. So, and what yes. I'll do is I'll just quote it and say, here's like a year old JMO that's uh, pretty, pretty hot. So check it out. <laughs> and, <laughs> you thought it wasn't before, but guess what it is now? Yeah. And then she has read it. And I have another one that I've been sitting on forever. Continuing the drive-by JMOs. Um, this one I thought was kind of funny. Really started to feel old when I realized I'm older than a significant number of the athletes I root for. That was at no way just me or JMOs for A-Rose. 
I don't know if you guys do that, but yeah, like recently seeing soccer players or whatever, like especially in Formula One, the drivers are getting younger and younger and I'm older and older. <laughs> yeah, you barely have your pubes, Raffi. Come on. <laughs> I I don't have that. I probably have it with other things, not sports, but that's for me, just another clue that this is a guy. Not that girls can't watch sports, but I know that this JMOs for Aeros is a dude because I know when he changed his name, I remember who it was. Like, I can't, it's like a dream where you can't like pinpoint exactly what you're seeing, but you know it's there. I know it was a guy, and then he changed his name to JMOs for Aeros, and then I'd forgotten what the old, his old name was. Maybe it was this some... is the Mandela effect again. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it totally is. Oh, you just blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the only JMO that I picked was Jessica Williamson. When she hears uh, Rosenquantz, she thinks Rosenquantz and Guildenstern. And I have no idea what that is. And everyone seemed to be like, totally whatever about it. Only thing I could think of was the Seinfeld episode where he was trying to remember that girl that he met at the law office. That was the only thing. I'm like, that's it's not that. Do you know what it is, Rafi? No, but the way they reacted to it, it seems like it's a thing, but I've yes. never heard it. I had the same thing where I'm like, just me or everyone. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what it was either, but I um, just the Rosenquantz thing is, I, I love that name and I, I use it for the Rosenquantz baby. It's To me, it's cute. It reminds me of my last name when I was a kid, which... We brought up, I think I said it during the Bernstein Bears conversation, but my last name was Rosenstein. So whenever they say Rosenquantz, I'm like, yeah, I love that name. That's, that's what she should be Rosenquantz. So, so you're Rosenstein? Cool. Rosenstein. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> that's maybe not. Maybe not. Allison's yeah, Alex has a Rosenstein. Allison, Allison has a Rosenstein? Is that what you just said? I said Allison's couch has a Rosenstein. <laughs> I was gonna say, say the. I was gonna say Shane Dawson's uh, clothing has a rosin stain, but <laughs> that I don't know why rosin stain sounded like it was a red stain to me. But rose, I guess. Roses are red. And this uh, episode should be through. I think we're good. What do you guys think? We've been talking for <laughs> I don't know ten years now. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a couple gray hairs left. I'm coming in now. <laughs> you left. <laughs> You're now left. You're like well. I'm shaving my head. Screw this. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. I, Becky, I'm so glad you were back on. I haven't talked to you since LA Podfest, so this was great. I hope you come out to the In This Together Festival coming up in a few days. When, what my decision is with the new job, I will either have um, a lot of free time in January, or I might, if I take the new job, have a lot of free time the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> but other than that, I am insanely busy, like Girl Scouts and kids and the stupid craft business I'm trying to start with my kids which I've, I've posted I've tweeted it a couple times but there's nowhere for anyone to go so don't get excited <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I to get excited up. when I see the pictures that you post of the things that you make you're pretty yeah. crafty and you're pretty magical with paper so once no, there's a website let me things. know <laughs> yeah I will I'll, I'll advertise it out there the problem is taking the pictures of the things and putting them up but I've already set up a Facebook page to link out to Etsy and all that kind of stuff I just haven't gotten as far as posting any items because it's holiday season now everybody has craft fairs and mm. so i'm trying to prep for that which typically you would do all year round but i just decided a couple months ago this was a good idea it's going to be a great tax <laughs> off at the end of this year um, 
that's why you don't hear from me. I'm not hardly on Facebook anymore. I'm never on Twitter, almost never. So it's because I'm so busy doing this. But come January, I can be on again, I'm sure. <laughs> well, where can we find you on Twitter once you have the time? Because it's worth it. It's at Rajanki, R-A-J-E-N-K-I. Becky McClure on Facebook. I haven't had too many people add me, so I think it's okay. You know, it's kind of nice to not be added because I, I have enough people on there that I don't talk to that I'm like, I don't really need any new friends. But on the Best Friends fan cast page, I love adding new people and the group keeps growing. So it's been really fun on there. And yeah. if anyone wants to join, I can figure out how to send you a link or Leanne can because she is more tech savvy than I am. But if you look it up, you can find it. Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at the Avalon Theater in Hollywood on November 13th at the In This Together Festival along with Daniel Johnston, Paul Gilmartin and the Mental Illness Happy Hour, Mortified, uh, Beth Stelling, many other great people. Are you guys aware of the Mortified podcast? Have you ever listened? No. Oh my gosh, you gotta listen. It's everybody reading parts of their diary from their childhood. Oh, I didn't realize that was that. Okay. Oh, I'm it so excited. So I'm even good. more I just excited. I was, listening. <laughs> I was like, Megan's doing something, I'm in. Then it's, oh, mental illness happy hours part of it, doubly in. And then everything else is just cool, oh, awesome. I'm gonna... in. Raffi's going to be here? Done. Allison meet up the night before? Even better. If they're doing a live Mortified, it's going to be fantastic. And I that's enough reason <laughs> for, for somebody to, to go, even without all the other wonderful stars that are there, just doing that Mortified. It's like Allison and Jenna reading theirs, only it's all these strangers and the bizarre things they went through and how they looked at it from their young minds and work you would be mortified standing on a stage reading that to a bunch of people and but part of me wants to do it i have i don't have that many journal entries but i do want to do it it sounds fun i am more even more excited and yet once again another podcast that i need more time in my life to listen to because that sounds awesome support allison's show go to allisonrosen.com if you're if you haven't yet be a patreon supporter it's so worth it so much fun and you give back to allison if you want to be a part of this show email me bffancast at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at bffancast follow me at jmos and bffs did i remember everything i don't know anyways <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you guys i love you guys thank you and good night thanks Raffy, any fart noises or are you good wait i can't fucking do it <laughs> I, well so the thing is i have headphones on so i can't hear the fart noise so i don't know if i'm doing it right which is why last time it came out as a whoop <laughs> <laughs> it just came out it's working <laughs> i can't do it right now i can't hear anything all right bye bye <laughs> Just wanna see you done